from the Mercy One Studio. Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. This is Monsignor Frank Bugnano, Iowa Catholic Radio Thought of the Week. Thought of the Week. And today, here's something to think about. You're probably thinking about it quite a bit. And that is, how can I talk with anybody else about our political situation, about politics? I don't know about you, but I find it hard to talk politics with with a lot of people, probably because I'm not sure where they're coming from. Uh, They might be pro-Trump. Or they might be strong Democrats. I think um, today our country, and I think you'll agree, our country is more divided than it has ever, ever been, at least in my lifetime. Um, At least, as I recall, if you were a Democrat or Republican, and my dad ran for office in the Democratic Party, we we didn't hate Republicans, or he didn't, or nobody did. We didn't. We thought they were wrong, but we didn't. There wasn't this divide. So, wow, we're really divided. Uh, so, in fact, it, it's sometimes I, I, I see hatred in, in people's comments and what they do, and even people like in rallies attacking, for example, uh, pro-Trump uh, people, I literally physically attacking in public. I, th- where'd that come from? You know, what's that supposed to solve? Or maybe it's, it's the other way around, too. I don't, I don't see all of these things going on, but... Maybe some of the pro-Trump people are attacking physically the Democratic folks. I, I don't know. But uh, so there's a lot of hatred in the hearts of, of folks, in some, not all folks, of some folks today. Okay, how do we get around this? What do we do? What do you do? What do I do? Let me give you a couple of ideas. You probably have already thought of these, but here we go. Uh, to me, I think there are two steps, two steps for me to take and and maybe you as well, and uh, to take these as I visit with people about the political scene. Step one. Well, first of all, where do I stand and why? Look at yourself. Look at myself. I need to take a good look at the issues. What is at stake here, these issues? And here's where I need to dig a little bit deeper. First of all, I need to, what should be uh, our national priorities and international as well? So I got to, I can say, okay, wait, wait, wait. What should be our priorities as a country, as a world? What should be in first place, priority number one, second place, priority number two, and so forth? But here we go. Priorities cannot be figured out. (laughs) unless I first figure out what are or what should be our nation's values. Values. Values are the foundation of priorities. You can't talk about priorities unless you first of all have figured out what are the values. Once I've got the values straight, then I can say, well, then this is a priority or that is a priority. Okay. So first think through our values. For example, freedom. There's a value. There's a good one. 
a person's dignity as another person. Yeah, the dignity of another person. Uh, environment. Environment, that's a value, right? Okay. All these are great, but which ones are more basic than the others? Which, are, which ones are the foundation of the others? Well, one way to determine that is this. Is, think about this. What, which are the more necessary values for the other values even to exist? Now, I'm get a little philosophical here. Okay, but it's true. What are the more necessary ones? And here's where we have some good questions. So, look at this. Let me give an example, if you can stay with me on this. Which are more necessary? Um, the basic, most basic value is the one that's most necessary for the next value, and that's necessary for the next value to go up, up the line, okay? For example, the Dred Scott decision in 1857 of the Supreme Court. Now, Dred Scott. Who was Dred Scott? He was a slave. He was African-American slave. His owner was a guy by the name of John Sanford. Scott had moved, the slave had moved, to the state of Missouri where slavery was outlawed. There was a free man. There aren't any slaves in Missouri. Sanford said, no, 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 no. Scott is still my slave. Wow. So the Supreme Court thought about that. And unfortunately, they were divided because some of the Supreme Court justices were from free states and some were from slave states. So that's how they were going to vote. And so it was decided wrongly that Scott had freedom his right to freedom to own property was greater than uh, than the right of freedom to his slave. Yeah. So let me go over that again. Let me go over that again. They said, "Well, does what's the more basic right?" They said, "Well, John Sanford, John Sanford, the owner. I'm sorry, I misspoke. John Sanford, the owner of." Of, of the slave, uh, John Sanford has a right to freedom, freedom to own property, okay? What's the property? The property is this guy, <laughs> this guy, yeah, that, that's it. That's, that's the property. It was this African-American slave. His name was Dred Scott, all right? So that's how they decided. Freedom to own property was paramount. Uh, the, the slave was, as they said, less than a full human being because he was from Africa. Less than a full human being. Okay. Well, that's a perfect example of a lesser right. That is the right, the freedom to own property. I've got that freedom. You do too. But wait a minute. That freedom should have been superseded by a more fundamental right, the right of being a human being to life and liberty. Right. So what was all this was based on a false notion of the humanity of an African person. So we're going to go on with this. This is interesting because it pertains to today's world as well. We'll be right back. Iowa Catholic Radio, Monsignor Frank Bignano. 
Impoverished children break everyone's heart, but poverty seems like such a big problem. What can one person do to make a difference? For 17 years, Blessman International's passion has been to connect the resources of our donors with sustainable programs that impact the lives of impoverished children in South Africa. Our donors are feeding thousands of hungry children every week, providing basic water and sanitation for impoverished communities, and sharing the love of God in practical ways every day. Go to www.blessmaninternational.org and make your donation today. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Karbaka, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des moines-dentalassociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. So we're talking about the Dred Scott decision, 1857, how it was decided that the right of freedom to own property by John Sanford, who was the slave owner, uh, superseded uh, Dred Scott's uh, right to to freedom, him just to, just to freedom himself. So. So that's it. So the point to make is this. The value is the basis of priority. Values, here we're back, where the values are backwards, as it was in that case, which our nation finally figured out, and it took a civil war to figure it out, figured out that no, no, African Americans are human beings. Once you get that one straight, then okay, you can own all the property you want. But human beings are not considered property. No. So you've got to get your values straight first. Okay. Uh, so the key question, as I said before, was simply, was Dred Scott a true human being? Their prejudice said no, because they did not enter into the question of, well, what constitutes a human being? Now, guess what, folks? We've got the exact... <laughs> The exact same issue today. Yeah. Roe versus Wade decision, January 22nd, 1973, in which the U.S. Supreme Court decided that the right of a woman to privacy superseded the right to life of her unborn baby. The argument was based on the reasoning 
that we are not sure about the humanity of the baby. Is this baby a human being with a right to life? We're not sure about the humanity. So the woman is free to choose to take the child's life because she has a right to privacy, which, by the way, is not found in the Constitution. They came up with this right to privacy. Needless to say, needless to say, most people instinctively know that the unborn child is a human being. <laughs> That's right. Well, how do we, what do we just say that? You know, no, no, no. We look to science. We look to science. And uh, the research that has been done since Roe versus Wade several decades ago has been immense. That they have looked over and over at the little zygote that's formed at the moment of conception and said, look, this little zygote living in the mother's womb is biologically, scientifically, a human being in every sense of the word, scientifically. Well, you say, but, 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 uh, but what about, what about the, the, the rights? What about the right of the woman? Well, yeah, we understand that, but we're sticking with science. <laughs> Let's stick with science. Scientists say it's a human being. What, what else, do, what else you're, are you going to say? So, so now, again, we have a conflict of values. The right to privacy is a value versus the right to life of the child. So we apply, here you go, here you go, the rule of necessity. It's necessary to have life, to be alive, in order to have a right to privacy. The right to life is more fundamental. Without it, you can't, without it, you don't have any other rights. So the main point is this. Our values need to be in right order in order to set up one's priorities. And so our national priority needs to be the value of the human being, the right of a human being to live, to life, to liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And that's the most basic value before somebody else has, before somebody else's right to privacy or their right to property or anything else. So rights, you know, think about this. Rights are like a pyramid. Uh, think about a pyramid. The most basic blocks of a pyramid, ones right on the ground there, most basic big ones, okay, they uphold the rest of the pyramid. So they've got to be set right. Otherwise, the pyramid collapses. So in these cases, the right to life itself is the most fundamental. If you don't get that one right, you're gonna, everything else is going to be messed up. It has to be affirmed. Simple logic. That's how it is, the right to life. You say, well, how about the right to property? Well, no, you've got to be alive to have property. You've got to be alive to have privacy. The most fundamental right is to be alive. Okay. So anyway, I, I entered into a discussion of political priorities. And, um, but I, here's what we need. We need to figure out well, what are your most fundamental values? What is the hierarch, hierarchy of values, the pyramid of values that you know in your mind? I'm trying to explain to you that I personally think the right to life is the most fundamental and there, everybody else can know their right, their right to property, freedom to own property, as long as that property isn't somebody else. And uh, the freedom to write, have privacy, yeah, I'm all for that, sure. But those cannot, be, cannot supersede the fundamental right to life. So therefore, okay, well, what about environmental issues? 
All right. Well, again, we need to think through two things. First, is the data on environmental questions accurate? Secondly, well, what impact on our nation's and our nation will will environmental measures take saving the environment or or maybe fine you know some but will will they really have an effect on the entire world oh i never thought about that yeah so you got to think through these type of things yes yes we have to have to respect the environment absolutely we have to uh we have to respect the environment but that does not remember you got to be built on right to life uh right to food uh, right to right right to um, a family and to work. Okay, so anyway, we'll be right back. We're talking today about values and rights. I'll be right back, Monsignor Frank Bignano, Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you, Ashworth Vision Clinic, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365 on Iowa Catholic Radio. Ashworth Vision Clinic online at ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic, 515-440-4610. There are millions of children that go hungry every day. Thank you to Skeffington's Formalware for supporting Mary's Meals. Their vision is that every child in the world should be able to receive at least one good meal every day in a place of education. Mary'sMealsUSA.org. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop, ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. Okay, so we're talking about this is kind of thorny stuff. I I hope I haven't lost you. I hope I haven't lost myself on all this. But I think it. I, I think we're going right down the line here. That in order to figure out what our national priorities ought to be, or, or international, we have to first of all say, well, what are our values? And we talked about the most fundamental value, of course, is the value to be alive, the right to life. After that, you can build the other ones, and they build on one another. They build on one another. Uh, so, uh, and that's why, for example, we talked about the environment. Well. Uh, where is the good research we need to, and keep researching. We need, we want, I love those environmentalists that keep looking and realizing. Um, and, uh, but this takes some deep thinking and, but it's worth it. Then I know where I stand on environment or on abortion, et cetera. I know where I stand and I know why I stand there. I know why I stand there because I, I've got a pyramid built and the pyramid is the values. And so that's why I know where I am and why I stand there. And uh, I, I think that we, we've, got, we've got some wonderful researchers and thinkers. They're doing this for a living. Uh, so for values, for example, I think it's good to say, well, what does the church teach about basic human values? They've been in the business for a couple thousand years, and they've been in every culture in the world, and they've seen things come and go. Uh, and uh, so 
really, I, I really, the great theologians and teachers of the church who spend their lives thinking about moral issues, they, they can give us a whole lot of insight in, into values. So I look at those uh, it, 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 at various sciences. Okay, so now I've done that. I've kind of looked at the, I think I've got my values straight here. All right. So on those, I build my priorities. Step number two, I enter into a discussion knowing where I stand and why I stand there. That's, that's why I spent most of this program, first two segments of it, on where do we stand and why. Get that straight in our own head. Now, I enter into a discussion if I want or dialogue, whatever you want to call it. But first of all, I've got to be true to myself. I've got to speak the truth. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ who spoke the truth, who gave us the truth about humanity, about heaven, about family, about sexual morality, etc. Okay, he spoke the truth. And hopefully, in my little discussion, the Holy Spirit will help me out, will speak the truth through me. It's interesting. In the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 21, verse, verse 15, Jesus says that no matter what the situation I love this. The Holy Spirit will teach you what you should say, and I will give you a mouth, and I will give you wisdom, which your adversaries will not be able to gainsay. For it will not be you speaking, but the Holy Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Remember that. We have received the Holy Spirit, folks, and we receive the Holy Spirit in our baptism and confirmation every time we go to communion. St. Augustine says every time you go to communion, you receive more of the gifts of the Spirit. So when you enter a discussion, remember, the Lord is with you and with the other person, too. We'll talk about that right now, because remember, uh, we have, as Catholics, a strong tradition of social teaching, and that which compels us to be engaged in building up our communities. Um, and, of course, sometimes you and I shy away from involvement because of our conversations. <laughs> Ugh, that are filled with sometimes vitriol and harsh languages and often directed at people themselves. So, as I go, as a Christian, with my values and priorities pretty straightened out in my own head, I need to be civil. I need to be civil. How do I do this? How do I discuss? So, remember, civility is different than remaining silent in the face of disagreement. Listening is opposed to views is a, excuse me, listening to opposite views is a part of seeking clarity. And it can be a creative process. Tell me what you think. Tell me what your values are. Okay, I I want to listen to that. We're all invited to bring a share of values and beliefs to the discussion. What we need is good, honest, civil dialogue. This means that we must treat everybody as worthy of being heard of being at the table <laughs> of our respect. So that so so I have to think about that. I respect this other person. I don't just disagree. I respect them. They hopefully and I together we are seeking the truth. Uh, Saint E the Stein said, anyone who is seeking the truth is seeking God. Hmm. Anyone who is seeking the truth is really seeking God. Uh, an important ingredient, of course, in this dialogue is commitment to the truth. 
while respecting the dignity of everyone, we acknowledge that not all viewpoints are equally valid. So, so we have the responsibility to speak the truth with love. In addition, all those who exercise their freedom of speech have an obligation to ensure that they come to conclusions based on the data from credible and reputable sources. And <laughs> that care is taken to avoid seeking the truth selectively. I'm just going to select these little pieces that help me out, make me look good. No, no, no. The full truth. So remember, folks, civil dialogue is different than just being quiet in the face of disagreement. Listening to opposing views is part of seeking clarity, and it can be a creative process, really. In civil dialogue, everybody's invited to bring and share their values, their beliefs, and their questions. We seek first to understand how our views on a topic are different and why they're different than somebody else's. We ask questions to be sure we understand what the other person is saying. So civil dialogue. So know my values, know them on those based my priorities, and enter civilly into a respectful dialogue. This is Monsignor Frank Bignano, Thought of the Week, Iowa Catholic Radio. Join Iowa Catholic Radio every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. for Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Pugnano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.